The following was originally broadcast on Northumberland 89.7 FM. For more podcasts and learn more about us, go to northumberland897.ca. And thank you for downloading this podcast. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests of Reality Realty are not necessarily the views or opinions of Northumberland 89.7 FM. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful. You should always consult a professional when buying or selling your home. This is Reality Realty. I'm Dale Bryant, and I'm a real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And at this time each week, we bring you Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty, your local real estate forum where we take on, we talk about, and we interview guests on all things real estate with a direct focus on Northumberland County and the communities within it. When you're buying or selling a home, and we've talked about this many times on Reality Realty, your success and your experience is going to be directly proportional to the quality of the team in your corner. A big, a critical part of this team is the legal component. Well, SMM Law, right here in Northumberland County, actually right across the street from 89.7 FM studio, in the Fleming Building at 1005 Elgin Street West in Coburg, they can provide you with the quality of legal service you can trust. And SMM Law has already started to protect your real estate interests by simply sponsoring Reality Realty and making it possible for us to deliver local real estate information to the community of Northumberland County each and every week. If you're looking for skilled and experienced representation, if you're wanting to work with friendly and caring people. I know for a fact you'll be wanting to work with Sarah Jacob and her team at SMM Law, and I recommend you make Sarah's team part of your team. This morning, we're into part five of our series titled Today's Real Estate, Perception, Attitudes, Persuasion, and Passion. This is a series looking at real estate from the psychological perspective. Last week, we celebrated Reality Realty's fourth year anniversary show, and now we're officially into year five. And joining us this morning to give us a great start for this next chapter is Nikki Reed, sales representative with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty. And good morning, Nikki. Good morning, Dale. Good how are you doing this morning? Uh, how am I doing? I'm doing well, and and the the bigger question is, how are you doing this morning? I'm feeling a lot better. I'm sorry I missed last year's, uh, sorry, last week's show, anniversary yeah. show, but unfortunately I was not well enough to come in. Yeah. So. Well, you're looking good. You're looking yeah. healthy, so I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad you got that beat. Yeah. Hopefully you, you got that beat. Like Hope so, yeah. Yeah, and you have small children in your house, so you never know when they can recycle those things. Yes, exactly. It is the season for all things germs uh, in our ho- household, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I know Carol Ann and I have never been more well <laughs> since our girls have grown up and out of school. Absolutely. And speaking of Carol Ann, also joining us this morning is no stranger to Reality Realty. It's Northumberland County. County's favorite 
I do repeat, favorite mortgage broker, <laughs> Carol Ann Bryant, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. Good morning, Carol Ann. Good morning, Dale. And thanks for joining us again. Thanks for having me back. I've been enjoying this series. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's, it's a different look. We're, uh-huh. we're, we're not looking at necessarily the mechanics of, of different components in real estate and, and uh, you know, breaking apart what things do. We're looking at uh, the minds mm-hmm. of the buyers, the sellers, the realtors. So, yeah, t- so together we're going to delve into that again today. We're going to look into the psychology around mortgage financing of purchasing a home and of home ownership. So let's get right down to business first with our October 2018 snapshot. Snapshot is a look at today's residential real estate market right here in Northumberland County. There have been 118 single family residential sales over the past month and that is a decrease of five sales over last week's numbers. This leaves us also with a decreasing inventory of 453 residential listings for sale. The average selling price of successful sales over the past year is approximately $411,000. And during this past year, people have received on average approximately 98% of their asking price in a market time of 46 days. We're still in a seller's market with an absorption rate at approximately 26% and that's based on the past month's sales trend. This means we have a residential home inventory that can satisfy approximately 3.8 months of sales at the rate homes have been selling. Where do I find this information? Well, I find it in CoreLogic's matrix system. And how do you get access to the matrix information? Well, the only way you can get access to this matrix information is through a realtor who's a member of this local board, the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors. And you might say, well, why bother with these stats? Well, the fact is, dollars are in the details. And this is the information that you and your realtor will be looking at when you're buying or selling a home. And you'll want this information to be area specific specific to the property type you're dealing with and the price band it's in. Snapshot is a look at the Northumberland wide stats and your local realtor will help you understand the market information that's most relevant to you. Carol Ann, are you you ready (coughs) with the mortgage rates for today? I am. There's been no change. Five-year fixed is as low as uh, 3.24 and the five-year variable is uh, discounted at prime minus one, which means 2.7% because prime is 3.70% so far. And as always, some conditions do apply. Of course, yes. And uh, as you just heard, today's mortgage rates come to us from Mortgage Broker live on air. (laughs) Carol Ann Bryant with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. And folks, that is your current snapshot of the residential real estate market in Northumberland County. And I would just like to remind everyone that the views and opinions expressed on Reality Realty or any of the articles presented do not represent the views and opinions of the station, of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors, of any real estate brokerage or any other realtor. They're just simply our views and opinions at this time. Now, maybe at the end of the show, they'll be their opinion, <laughs> but uh, at this time, maybe, maybe not. So we're consi- t- continuing our series called Today's Real Estate, 
perception, attitudes, persuasion, and passion. And we'll be focusing on the perception, attitudes, persuasion, and passion that exist around mortgage financing. So, Carol Ann. Yes, Dale. You're a mortgage broker. Correct. This is like an interrogation <laughs> right now. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, not really. So, perception. The first thing I want to talk about with, with, with the psychology uh-huh. is is something to do with the perception component of of the psychology and and that is before we actually get into how people think about the mortgages and the different options and and financing in general what about the psychology around where people just tend to go uh, you know there's um there seems to be a psychology that you know, there's a lot of, there's a number of places people can go for a mortgage. And, but there seems to, we seem to be trained in our minds to, to go to a certain place. And do you, do you know what I'm getting at yeah, here? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So tell, tell <laughs> me about that a bit. Yeah. So as Canadians, we tend to think that the bank is the place to go. There's a safety factor there for people. You know, there's a brick and mortar building there. Usually they look very strong and and you walk in there and you see the vault and it just gives you this sense of safety and security. However... Do we still see the vault? Well, okay, maybe (laughs) not. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes you do. So, and then, you know, when you're dealing with a mortgage broker, you don't physically see that building and where you think the money is coming from. You know, you don't see that. So there's this, there's this perception that, you know, where's the money coming from? I've had some people think that the money is coming directly from me. Like I have the money and I'm lending it. So there's this perception that the bank is a safer place to go. um, And that's typically been the perception. Although in 2017, CMHC, Canada Mortgage Housing Corporation did a survey and 55% of First-time home buyers were going to mortgage brokers to arrange their financing. So there's starting to be a shift. So a shift in the psychology of yes. uh, the younger generation uh, as opposed to um, us, <laughs> an yeah. older generation. Well, Nikki, what, what are some of your thoughts on this? Okay, so this is a bit of a tricky one for me. Um, my background's in banking. So banks, hello. Um, however, with that being said, so as much as, I, and I agree with what Caroline's saying, banks, you know, have that um, sense of comfort. You go in, you see the front line, you do your transactions, and there's that, that, that one-on-one contact and customer service, which I think is key for day-to-day banking. And I'm all about the banking world, the credit union system. I worked for, for 10 years, which I absolutely loved as well. But I think times have changed when it comes to lending. Lending is a different ball game. We're not talking about your day-to-day finances. We're not talking about, you know, your, um, you know, line of credits or your credit cards. Those things are available at every institution and, you know, pick the one that works for you and that's great. And I'm all about supporting the banking system. But I think when it comes to lending with mm-hmm. the new rules and the complexities of property buying and getting approvals and different incomes, self-employment, there's a lot of variables that are can be time consuming and really hard to get over. And I think brokerages are becoming 
or are something that is a far better choice for buyers or sellers or, you know, people that are looking for mortgages and such because there's so much more that they can provide clients, which I'm sure Caroline will discuss. So I think psychologically, it's an easy place to go because they do the fueling it up for you to get the approvals and to go based on and provide you all the things that you need for mortgage. Mm-hmm. And and you think, you know, your, your great-grandparents, you know, that was the place to go. Your, your grandparents, your parents, you know, may, maybe a little less by then. Um, but it's sort of inbred as we grow up psychologically, you know, where do you go to get mortgage financing or to do any of your financial uh, matters? And it typically has been for generations, the bank predominantly. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we are we are definitely getting a psychological shift here. Yeah, and, and you know, when you talk about grandparents and parents, they would go into the bank and they would deal with whoever at the bank to arrange their financing. And that person actually had the authority to make the decision about what right. was going to happen. So you've had this relationship with this person. And, and so, you know, you, 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 there's this comfort level. Now you go into the bank and, and the person that you talk to doesn't have the authority to make that decision. They have some decision-making abilities, but it's restricted. If there's, you know, if you're asking for a rate reduction or you want, you know, a specific product, um, sometimes it has to go up a level. And then actually your application doesn't even stay in that branch. It goes to some other location for final approval. So it's a different sort of process. And I think the younger generation... um, you know, they're so used to uh, going online and, and, and they're not so much this face-to-face, they want to have this relationship sort of thing. They want to text you. They don't, they don't even want to talk to you on the phone. It's a whole different mindset when it comes to how they um, handle communication as well. Mm-hmm. And so they don't need to have that person in the branch that they sit down with and they have a relationship with. They're, they're looking at different components of it. And not to say, uh, you know, there isn't, there aren't relationships uh, between um, the general public and the banks no, because no. some people do go, yep. still go to the bank on a, on a weekly or, or a number of times per week. Maybe uh, some people even on a daily basis uh, for business and, and what have you. But uh, long gone are the times when you would go and see the, the, the mortgage person and and you'd walk in and and you know the mortgage person say hey dale how's the family you know how's the farm and 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 that person would know you because mm-hmm. it's a smaller community they'd know you they trust you they or, or they'd know if you're trustworthy because everybody knew everybody yeah. and 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 so that that particular you know back in the day that particular bank person had a good feeling if if this family was good for it, whereas now we have the, you know, the mortgage centers or the head offices that, you know, where the underwriters are uh, making decisions and, yeah, mm-hmm. it, dynamics yeah. are all different, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's your experience with that, Nikki? Um, to touch on that too, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, but I think there was a stigma around um, brokerages mm-hmm. back, you know, going back a few, quite a few years. I think people thought, oh, if they don't qualify for the bank, at the bank you're going to a broker that means you have to go to a b lender or you need to do something you know mm-hmm. a little off kilt from the norm just to qualify so it was like a second 
a secondary option. And I think times of change where there's a shift realizing that no, they actually are able to provide finances of change, like you said, the needs mm -hmm. for, you know, um, different lending is needed. And by that, it's not that it's more difficult. It's a matter of complexity of different types of jobs, self-employment, commission jobs. I mean, there's so many different career paths now that have really odd, you know, pay scales or how things work that the criteria has even changed. So broker, brokers are able to are capable of doing more with those kind of incomes so that you're not held up for, you know, weeks at a time. So I think there's just been a shift in the type of banking and brokers are actually able to provide different types of lending, personal lending um, on a personal. I'm dealing with that right now. You know, it, I we wouldn't get it. We've purchased a place in Newfoundland and uh, we can't get financing anywhere. One, because it's such a small amount. And two, because we're both self-employed and three, mm -hmm. it's out of province. Where can I go? A broker. Mm -hmm. um, and even then, you know, some of those the factors right there are just like, oh, it's such a small amount. This is a waste of time. But, yeah. you know, you have a good brokerage that will do the work for you. There's private lenders out there that will be like, yeah, that's, you know, that's that's common. People are buying rental properties. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm going through it right now and it's it been tricky and a bit of a roller coaster. But my go to is brokers because I know they'll look outside the box of a norm. Right. A exactly. And and just. So it is, I mean, the, the dynamics of the brokerage and the banks and everything is changing. And so sometimes it takes a little while for ourselves to catch up, to realize uh, the options. Obviously, people are realizing these options and their mindsets are changing. But then it's for the rest of us who haven't been part of that change to catch up and say, wow this is this is neat this mm -hmm. is an, a legitimate option so <clears throat> okay so that th those dynamics are different just thinking about where you would go where your tendencies would be psychologically uh, here's here's an interesting dynamic that I find in, and I'd be interested Caroline to know what you're thinking about this but Nikki and I will work with people to find the right home and we'll do a lot of shopping. We'll do a lot of shopping online. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're studying the, the listing. We're looking at supplementary information on that listing and that property and that neighborhood. Then we're going, we're going in these homes as well. And, and with the, the buyers and the realtors, we're, we're going in, we're comparing we're do we're being very critical and and then once we find a home that's a good option we are now negotiating we we come in with a strategy on the offer and so a lot of thoughts being put into the actual home the neighborhood the condition of the home a lot of thoughts been put into uh, the the offer and and the strategy to back and forth and what you will agree on and now it comes time for financing. And my point here is not, I don't think that the same amount of efforts go into the financing options and the shopping around and finding out how to save the most money and what's the best suited mortgage package for that same buyer. Like, it seems like you know, they ran out of breath before they passed the finish line and, and they're just accepting whatever psychologically they think is the norm. And what do you think about that, Caroline? 
Yes, I would agree. And I think that it goes deeper into the whole psychology of money and what people's views of money are and how they handle money. Money is, uh, can be one of the most stressful, um, well, it, it's one of the leading causes of stress in a relationship. And surprisingly, a lot of people do not discuss, like people that are maybe about to get married or they're in a relationship, there's a surprising number of people that don't discuss with their partner their uh, views on money and how they're handling their money, how what their what their financial situation is, how much debt they have. Um, so it's a really deep layered um, thing in your mind, and it and and I think a lot of it goes back to uh, you know how you were raised. Was was money discussed in your household? How did you see your parents handling money? You know, was it a source of conflict? Was it something that was openly discussed? Um, to quote uh, Dave Smith, <laughs> ignorance is not bliss. You know, that's not his quote, but I mean, he brought that up. And last week? Yeah, I the think same he thing said that last yeah, week. Yeah, the same thing applies to <clears throat> money. He's going to love the fact <laughs> that he's being quoted now. <laughs> Trying to get him back on the show. <laughs> ignorance is not bliss. You have <clears throat> to have a picture of of where you are at the moment and where you want to be in the future. So I think, you know, you have, um, we can go really deep into this. So like what kind of person are you when it comes to money? Are you a spender? Are you a saver? Are you a, you know, a, a planner? What, what, where are you coming from? So I think, you know, if you're not really in tune with your financial situation and, and you're kind of not paying attention to where you are financially, then you run the risk of, of just jumping and buying a house that's going to maybe overextend you. And then you're going to have to deal with the ramifications of that afterwards. Even on paper, maybe you can afford it, but the reality is you're just living to pay for that house. All right. Well, this is a biggie. It is a biggie. Mm -hmm. So why don't we take a break and we'll get back into uh, answering the question about what happens uh, about people putting so much effort into the uh, the finding the right home, into the right negotiations, and then sort of give up on uh, you know further investigation on the right mortgage, and then that whole concept of money, just money psychologically being uh, the deeper issue. Folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. And join us right after this break. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And our topic this morning is today's real estate, perception, attitudes, persuasion, and passion. And our guests this morning are Nikki Reed and Carol Ann Bryant. And... I'd just like to remind you folks, if you're looking for a lawyer's office you can trust to take care of your real estate transaction, look no further than SMM Law. Sarah Jacob and her team has the experience and the know-how to protect your real estate interests. Uh, SMM Law is also the official partner of Reality Realty. Before the break, ladies, we were, we were just getting into, uh, the question I asked is, after people do so much work finding the right home, and and uh, studying that home and its features and and its uh, you know the home inspection and then putting in the offer and and all the negotiating it, when it comes to mortgage financing, I find quite often that they just go in, no shopping, just you know they basically they have a product in mind and 
the deal the deal gets done and and there's still an opportunity to shop around to consider different products within the mortgage industry and and um you ladies were saying yes um you know that's the case uh nikki do you do you find that with clients that it seems to be that the mortgage shopping and and prep is so much smaller than the house yeah absolutely um you have i you have some great clients that you know get their pre-approvals which i use that word lightly because you know it's there's only so much a pre-approval is but uh, at the end of the day there's far more things that need to take place around the financing and, and to secure the property. Um, I, I, I find even just working in finance previously, you have your rate shoppers. And I think that's the tricky part is clients will be like, oh, I'm going with this bank. Uh, it's the lowest rate. It's the lowest rate. Well, what are the terms? What does mm. that mean? A low rate now doesn't mean you're paying double later on because you don't know what the terms are. And I think there's so many other variables to consider when getting a mortgage. Um, because you know you have your rate shoppers that that's all that matters to them but they don't realize that in the long run or sometimes in the short term they're actually paying a lot more money for that small rate that they're getting so there's a lot of things to consider when you're looking at mortgages Um, and I just find sometimes clients don't realize they go to their bank their trusted bank they say I need a mortgage I'm putting an offer on a place the bank says okay and they do their things in their system and and they get the approvals but there's far more that needs to be done there. And I think as real estate agents, these conversations and knowledge somewhat around it are key with our clients as well to help them through that pro- process and, and you know, check off and make sure that, you know, their financing is where it needs to be for mm-hmm. the transaction. Yeah. And then, Caroline, are you seeing that, that people come to you with a, a one-size-fits-all mentality, psychology over a mortgage, that they think there is a mortgage f- for buying a home and... And, uh, and if so, are they surprised when you give them the different options? Yeah, absolutely. Um, as Canadians, typically we think five-year fixed, 25-year amortization. That's what kind of everybody seems to want to gravitate towards. Um, but the options out there are, are way more varied than that. And really, it, it takes someone having a conversation with you and saying, you know, what are what are your plans down the road you know let's look at that yeah maybe the five-year fixed is a really good interest rate right now but but what are you planning on doing is this a a property that you're going to move in and you're going to fix up is this like a stepping stone for you and then three years from now you want to put it on the market and move up well then a five-year fix depending on what the penalty is going to be to get out of that mortgage is maybe not the product for you um you know what are what's going to happen in your family are you a two-income family and and you're planning on having children and now let's look at how can we make this work for you so let's look at maybe at the time where you're making two incomes how can you take advantage of your prepayment privileges to pay down that mortgage faster so at the end of five years you're renewing a much lower loan amount and and not um you know, carrying as much debt when you're down to one income. So there's there's so many things to have a discussion about that you shouldn't just assume this is what I should take and this is what I'm going to do because I've seen the flip side of that. I've seen the flip side mm-hmm. of people that have gotten um, 
they've just gone in and they've signed the paperwork and they have no idea what they've yeah. signed. They don't know what if that it's they, open or fixed and yeah, the impact that a, has on your you know, yes, your rate exactly. or your mortgage payments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? if it's a standard charge versus a collateral charge. If you have a collateral charge mortgage, you're stuck with that lender. A collateral charge mortgage cannot be transferred to a new lender. It can only be registered and discharged. So that means that you're going to incur a penalty if you want to move to another lender to get a better interest rate. Mm -hmm. So there's all these things. And, and, and I think that's where the psychology of money comes in because a lot of people... Um, it's just too overwhelming for them and they don't want to think about it. It's, uh, you know, we've talked about this before. The mortgage sort of is a whole different language for some people. And maybe they feel like they're about to be judged. Maybe they, maybe they went to the bank, and I have had this before too, where they've gone to the bank and, and, and you know, their credit hasn't been that great and they've kind of felt that they've been judged and they've just been told, no, no, you're not going to get it. You know, they've been declined and they come to me and they're feeling kind of beaten down and they're not feeling good about themselves. And so there's that aspect of it too, you know, is there some shame involved in your situation? Well, and, and, and here I'm going to, I think this might be the first time ever. I'm going to, I'm going to come to the defense of the bank because <laughs> sure. it's, it's not, and I, I understand that that can happen and that does happen. But that's about people. That's not about an institution. No, no. no. Because so you when could they say bank, I, yeah. the same thing could help happen uh, to it. I should broker. say lender, yeah. right? Let me rephrase that. Or, or I broker. Yeah, yeah, you could be declined at a, at a broker as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, thank you for because, correcting yeah, me. Yeah, because I think, I think we, got, we got two things going on here. And, and this, is, this can shape the psychology of buyers and homeowners as well. You have that for generations that trusted lending institution being the brick and mortar bank yeah. in your community and so you you have that and 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 then you have the people that work within that bank and and then you have the mortgage brokerages and the people that work within that mortgage brokerage now the the bank will dictate what what those um what those employees uh do how they're trained Mm -hmm. and and even the products that they want them to push at that time. And, I mean, we've sure. even seen over the recent years uh, negative news on that where, where banks, and, and I'm not just saying banks because this happens in many large corporations where, but in this case, the banks are saying, you know, you need to push this product on the people. Uh, you need to sell more of this, uh, upsell or whatever, and, and, and they've even had bad press over that where, where, you know, the employee, maybe that's not what they really want to do. Maybe they're uncomfortable with that because such pressure is on them, but you want to keep your job and, and you want to have the right performance, you better, you better, you know, pull the line, um, toe the line. But same thing can happen in the mortgage broker industry where you, as a broker or as a mortgage agent, you have the freedom to pick between lenders so no mm -hmm. no one lender dictates to you mm -hmm. but different lenders will have different incentives and yep. so if you want Criteria. to if you're going to be the kind of mortgage agent or mortgage broker who is who is um persuaded <laughs> with part of the psychology uh, title here persuaded mm -hmm. by these incentives now, are you going to be giving your client the very best product for them, or are you going to be persuaded by uh, your own personal bonuses? So, I mean, 
there can be I can see how there can be very good in in both options um, and yeah. and I can see how it can go and you know not as well mm-hmm. yeah I guess I was more talking about about you know how people feel when they are coming to someone and wanting to borrow money you know they're asking for money mm-hmm. and so you know how what it what what have they gone through in their life it, it, you know if someone has had a, a credit issue and and whether it was their own uh, doing or some other doing maybe due to a, a marriage breakup there is some sort of embarrassment about that I see like when I go and I pull people's credit bureaus I almost see them like you know mentally crossing their fingers that everything's going to turn out right and hey, I've been that guy <laughs> <laughs> I've been there yeah and, and and so there's like some fear there you see the fear <coughs> or they'll say <coughs> excuse me um well I'll, yeah give give you a chance I'll, I'll touch on something excuse while me. she's catching it there um you know it's funny because I think what Caroline's saying really is it comes down to conversation and educating you know people, mainly first home buyers or certain people that just don't know um, or go to the banks and the, or it's a new process for them, there are some key questions, uh, whether it's a broker or a bank, um, they're all going to provide you the information that you need, you know, for the generic conversation of what you're looking for, the criteria and so forth. But there are certain key things and wording and types that you need to pay attention to because it does have an impact to your overall, maybe not the short term, but potentially the long term. And I've, you know, you run into that with clients. I've run into it with my clients. So I tend, because of my banking background too, to really be involved in the financial. I like to know who their lender is and have an open communication. It helps them out. It helps alleviate a little stress on their part. It allows me to know what stage they're at. And it allows me to avoid a situation where there could be real disappointment in the end. And, you know, I've had that where I've called, uh, whether it's the bank or a broker, it's happened with both, and said, you know, what's the situation? You know, a condition of finance has to be removed. Where, where are things? And, you know, it's funny because they'll give me the breakdown of the situation. And I've called my client and said, did you realize that, you know, it's going to be mandatory to pay this, this, this out? You're going to be overextended. And all these parameters, and they were like, oh, I didn't understand that. You mm-hmm. know, and so you it opens up conversation. So a lot of time it's just missing the conversation of the complexity of the situation mm-hmm. and knowing in the totality of the lending that's going to take place and having that conversation with your client, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you, Caroline, you mentioned it, you can take it a step back. And it's the psychology around just money, period. Mm-hmm. When I say that, what are, what are some of the things that come to your mind when we, when we say just the psychology of money? Well, so <clears throat> what are your spending habits? Like I said before, are you, there's, I, I came across this article that I thought was kind of interesting. It's called Four Attitudes Towards Money. So you have um, what's called, uh, according to this article, The Builder. So the builder, um, you know, is kind of like make it so. So they they have these, they want to take risks. So they might under underestimate financial risks if you're like you're a builder. And then there's the spender who's like, you only live once, right? YOLO. So you just spend, 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 and, and you're not really thinking about long term. So, so here's a fun fact. Apparently, Elton John once admitted to spending $2 million a month for two years. 
that must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that hard, was hard his. Hard to relate. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, two sure million a month. But, n- I don't know what his motto is now. And then there's and then there's the giver. So the giver, want is his motto is, is better to give than to receive. So, so those people are often ignoring their own needs. So maybe, you know, their retirement, what's going to happen in their retirement. So, um, and then there's the saver. The saver who who doesn't want to spend any money on anything. They, they want to postpone any purchases and then possibly it's too late. So here's another fun fact. There was a, a lady who, her name is Henrietta Green. She died in 1916, one of the 40th richest, uh, 40 richest Americans. So apparently when the hem of her dress was dirty, she asked the laundry to only clean the bottom. So that's like super frugal, right? Mm-hmm. But she died. One of the 40 richest Americans. So, mm-hmm. you know, what, what, what kind of pleasure did she get out of that money? I don't know, hopefully her, uh, whoever inherited her money. So you've got all these different attitudes. Is so there a procrastinator? Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably. But then I think, you know, when you're, if you're looking to buy a home as a couple, if, if you haven't discussed your, your views on money, and then you're going to sit down and figure out what mor- mortgage product is better for you. Like maybe, you know, one person wants to do an accelerated payment and the other person is like, oh, no, 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 I, I don't. I, I'm so afraid that we won't have that extra payment in the month where there's an extra week. You know, there's all these these different sort of nuances. And, and I've had those discussions with couples or the most, you know, the one that I dread the most talking about pulling up credit bureaus Mm -hmm. is when the one person doesn't realize that the other person is a spender and surprise yeah (laughs) surprise (laughs) you don't qualify for that mortgage now because your spouse has four or five credit cards that are run right up to the max that is the most awkward position to be in uh and in and 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 so those kind of things you know are good to have those conversations are good to have before you actually start looking at at houses the cr- credit being the one of the most important things for your approval you can't mm-hmm. again you you can't ignore it you you have to you have to know what your what your credit situation is and that's you know the dynamics between husband and wife or two people yeah uh, purchasing something together and getting a mortgage together. I mean, that that goes into a whole different show. Different maybe kind of maybe not even reality <laughs> realty. Yeah. That's just going into the, the marriage show, right? Yeah. Because it's just another, another front that uh, couples have to work out. And, and maybe they come from very different uh, family backgrounds where the psychology of money was very different yes. and now they're together and and hopefully they can take the very best of both of their their you know their heritage their their upbringing and and combine it to be the strongest it could possibly be i mean that's most ideal um I i'm sorry well, go ahead nikki and to touch on that too i think the key the what i find right now is we live in the now uh, human nature especially when it comes to a house purchase right we're ready to buy a house, say we're even going the scenario where first home buyer or it's a second home. We live in the now, we're going to buy a house, we're going to get a mortgage, and we don't 
tend to think for the long term, and that meaning maybe two, three, four, five years, the term of the mortgage, we tend to think of now, what's the rate? What am I going to get? Mm-hmm. What's the penalty? What's this going to be? How much do I have to put down? It's all the initial, what do I need to do to get it? But the thought of what's that mean for the next five years till I renew? What impact could it have? Mm-hmm. What are my options? There, Those variables now in this day and age are things that we need to consider. With the market changing, with prices of houses and values changing and prime changing Mm -hmm. all those things are things to consider and Mm -hmm. i think it's just imperative that whoever you see whether it's a broker whether it's your banking person whether it's your mortgage mortgage specialist there are some key conversations to have and it doesn't hurt to ask what those are and to ask those questions and say i need more information i need the time for you to explain to me in detail what this means if i go this direction and what this means if i go the other and people often fear doing that it takes up time it they feel like you know they're the one in the room that doesn't know what they're talking about mm-hmm. but it's imperative because it does have a huge impact things have changed mm-hmm. and these questions are key to successful transaction and for future impact you know because three years down the line when they're calling and saying i have a five thousand dollar penalty because i need to transfer because i thought it was open or th- you know these things could be avoided for future um you know if, mm-hmm. the, if you know what you're getting into and i think We'll take a break, and that's a perfect thing to continue on is the psychology surrounding preparing for the future mm-hmm. and, and readiness for changes in your life. So you've been listening to Reality Realty, Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Join us after this break, and we'll continue with Caroline Bryant and Nikki Reed. Welcome back. This is your local real estate forum, Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And our guest today, we have Nikki Reed, real estate sales representative with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty. And we have Carol Ann Bryant, mortgage broker with Dominion, Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. And we're focusing today on the psychology surrounding mortgage financing and home ownership and and Nikki uh, before the break you brought up a, a great point and and it's basically uh, about thinking into the future the psychology of you know you mentioned everybody's in the now what can we do today um, but also uh, people need to wrap their head around what tomorrow may bring uh, I mean for how many years have we been in all-time low, historic all-time low sort of interest rates? Right. And to think nothing will ever happen or to think job changes job will changes. never happen. Absolutely. Or, or uh, things like that. So, yeah, I, I mean. It's tricky, it, yeah. y- you know, because I can relate on a personal level. Being, becoming a real estate agent and uh, being self-employed, my partner being self-employed, I always had a Monday to Friday, nine to five job with a paycheck every two weeks. Mm -hmm. So when I decided real estate was the direction I wanted to go, I had to consider, believe it or not, that changes my qualifications for mortgage. Mm -hmm. I have a mortgage. It's going to be renewing in three years. Mm -hmm. Um, If I want to refinance at the time, because I haven't yet to, you know, get into uh, making changes at the house, what renovations do we want to do? 
I won't qualify if I don't do these things over the next three years. I need to know that my income is viable for a lender now that I'm self-employed and my husband's self-employed. So there's all these things that I thought of. And then with the rate changes, I mean, Mm -hmm. we're going back two years ago now. um, I was thinking, okay, before I renewed for these next five years, if that makes sense for the time frame, I said to myself, okay, the market's changing. It's time for me to go from an open to a fixed with prime going up. So I locked it in five years I have time to have self-employment, a few years of self-employment under my books. Everything was timed because if I hadn't done that, my livelihood and my situation potentially could have been a different outcome. And luckily I had the knowledge working in the banking world, but not everybody has that. Mm -hmm. But those questions at the time when you're looking to shop around are key because your situation may change. If If you're working for this job and you qualify right now, but you know that in a year you're going back to school to change your career path, that's something actually you might want to talk about. Well, I'm looking at you starting my own business in the next year or two. Well, that's going to change maybe what you want to do for your mortgage or the time frame that your mortgage is going to be in. So these are things to consider, surprisingly enough, that are really imperative to your financing, even at that initial time. Mm-hmm. Well, go she ahead. just said yeah. something that made me think about something that people may not be aware of. So when you're coming up to renewal, renewing your mortgage, so you get your mortgage and you think, oh, I've got five years and then... When five years is over, the bank's going to send me a renewal letter and I'm just going to sign it. Well, maybe and maybe not. <clears throat> With the new changes, so B- B20 came in over five years ago, which is were, were new regulations that lenders had to follow. And so um, I'm not sure people are aware of this or not, but if if a new investor so when you when you get your, your mortgage and there's a certain investor and, you know, that's not necessarily one person, but that has financed your your particular mortgage. And then if the financial institution bundles up all these mortgages and, and then sells them to another investor, then that investor may want every those people to requalify again. They might not just accept a renewal letter. So on the back end, that financial institution has to requalify you. And we're seeing in some cases where people are being asked for proof of employment again at the time of renewal. So the, that whole uh, renewal situation is changing. So so that just speaks to what Nikki was saying, that you, you never know what's going to happen in those five years. So you have to sort of look ahead and say, yeah. okay, because what can happen is <laughs> if they do that re um, uh, looking again at your situation and seeing if you requalify, there's terminology in that in that mortgage commitment that you've signed that you may not know if you weren't explained it that they do not have to renew with you it's at their discretion and if they don't renew with you then that that loan is called in that you have yeah. to pay that institution back so how are you going to pay them back you either have to have the money cash to pay them mm-hmm. or you have to find another financial institution willing to mortgage you yeah so um well, so if, sorry go ahead Dale. Yeah. well i am just i'm just wondering what percentage of people, Caroline, when they come in, uh, talk to you about a mortgage, what percentage of people are actually, you know, mindful of uh, things that could change in the future, that, that they're not just acting in the now, but they're considering potential, uh, th- the economy, how it could change, and maybe mortgage rates increasing and, and possibly job change or, or maybe the length of time they're actually in a home. What, what percentage of people actually are thinking that way, would you say? 
and I know you're p- will be yeah. pulling a number out of the um, air, but I would say not even half, not even half. Most people are just living in the now, and they're just you know focused. This is the house I want. How do I get it? How do I get this house? They're not thinking down the road. Um, certainly, people that are an uh, you know. Uh, an older generation who you know they're maybe thinking about it because maybe they're coming up on retirement so they've got that thing that they're thinking of and I, and I would say there are some of the younger generation that are thinking you know you think maybe they're not that they're just like you know doing whatever but there are a percentage of those that actually are thinking ahead in the future but I, I don't even know if it would be half Dale okay so so that over half of them when you introduce these thoughts right to them these right. these things that could happen and yeah. these things that they, they really need to consider yeah. and weigh out what are typical reactions to to that um oh i never thought of that or oh nobody's ever explained this to me before i've just gone in and signed the paperwork and i just knew what my interest rate was and what my payment was that was all that was important to me i didn't understand the you know that how the prepayment worked or how the penalties worked or you know so it's usually uh, surprise and le- then sort of like grateful that they've been educated in in what is likely their biggest debt they will ever <laughs> take on in their whole life. So when you say grateful, then my mind is already thinking, well, that means they're likely going to change the direction they're going in. Do they actually change then or do they S- keep on do. keeping on? Some do because, you know, uh, so I think you were talking about at the beginning like f- fixed versus variable in a mortgage there's uh the percentage of people that understand the difference between fixed and variable is is very low and and so there are instances where people are just dead sent to they're like no fixed it has to be fixed and then i know looking at their whole financial situation and because i've asked them questions about their future and this and that i know that that variable product is a good product for them i know that's going to save them thousands of dollars of interest so we talk about it and i explain it to them and, you know, here's where the psychology comes in. Are you a risk taker or not a risk taker? You know, is this going to keep you up at night wondering, is the Bank of Canada going to change the the target, uh, the overnight lending rate? And Prime's going to change. So we have that whole discussion. And then at the end of that, some people are very settled. And then other people are still like, no, I realize that you've shown me it's going to save me money, but I'm just not that person. I want to know for the next five years what my payment's going to be. And then I'm like, okay, fine. That's good. Let's do that. But let me show you how by taking advantage of your prepayment privileges or by by, you know, going from a monthly payment to an accelerated biweekly, we can kind of achieve the same sort of thing as you would have achieved with a, a variable. So I think, yeah, yeah, I think it boils down to time, right? Who has time for anything anymore? <laughs> so it's not that it's a cri- criticism on uh, bankers or bro- uh, brokers or even, you know, buyers or sellers. The reality is we live in a world, I'm going all, um, you know, yeah. philosophical yes yes yeah. that's the word um you know we live in a time where everything's fast paced it's exhausting there's so many things yeah. to consider there there's things ever changing and in particularly when it comes to real estate in the market and and finances it's really overwhelming especially if you're purchasing and selling or you're a first home buyer all whatever situation you're in it's all going to be something that in total is overwhelming mm-hmm. and it's not to say that you have to then spend additional time educating yourself I think the key is find somebody that you can sit down and say, I have no idea. I really want to take the time to explore options. 
provide them to me. Let the person that's knowledgeable, whether it's the agent, whether it's your broker or lender, be the one to provide you the key information and just say, I want to know it all. I want to know what all my options are. If you can't do the research and you don't have the time uh, or the energy at the end of the day to do the research yourself, mm -hmm. say to them, I want to know what my options are. Here's my situation. And let's take the time for you to provide me what I need to make a firmed, uh, you know, good uh, decision yeah. of what direction to go. And sometimes it's not in that moment too, in that moment where we have this discussion and we go over so much. I can see people, you know, their eyes are glazing oh, over yeah. because it's too much for them. Yep. So then I'll do like a recap email at the end and I'll give them scenarios. So here's your mortgage if you took a five-year fixed. Here's your mortgage if you did a variable and we do like a comparison. Now when they're home and they're not like sort of overwhelmed with everything, they can take the time and look at it and read it through and they can see in black and white exactly how much money they're going to save. Yeah. Um, because it is a lot to take in. I mean, we do this, this is our business, we understand it, we understand the lingo, but most people, it's just too, it's too much for them yeah. because they've been dealing with the real estate, they've been dealing with the home inspection, they've been dealing with the- Showings the, at their house. Yeah, it's, it's just a, it's one of the top stressors in life, right? Yeah. But when you provide them those options, it's helpful for them. It builds also a trust that they can ask you more questions. Mm -hmm. And exactly. they feel like you're going to be take the time to provide them that. And I find any good service that I've come across or whether it's with the banks or a broker or with clients, it's when you take the time and answer their question, they will begin to ask more questions because they feel comfortable doing yeah. so. All right. I want to ask you about the psychology of changing habits. So, and this can especially happen in this day and age with uh, mortgage rules that seem to be on a constant <laughs> change, right? Yeah. And so when you may, maybe you went shopping last year and you thought you qualified and now this year, oh boy, maybe yeah. you don't qualify. So my question is, Caroline, to you, um, people who maybe come to you and they had it in their mind that they were going to buy this year and they're going to buy a house in this sort of price bracket mm -hmm. and they come to you to see if this is going to work and all of a sudden you find things out right. about their their financial fitness maybe through the um through the credit bureau or or just, just uh the stress, test. the stress testing yeah. and and debt service ratios what are you finding the psychology uh, to be uh, with these people, do they do they successfully change their habits? Do they successfully decide to do without for a year or so and come back to you more financially fit, or do you find that we we st tend to stay in our our, our own psychological m maybe call them even ruts? Mm -hmm. What are you finding? Yeah, I I think there are there are small small portion of people who who will take those steps you know if if we've had the discussion and and they can't they can't get that mortgage at that moment and so we lay out the steps of what needs to happen there's a small percentage of people that take that on and and uh are willing to do the work uh but i think it's just uh human nature that people do not like change right and and when it comes to our comfort it's really hard like if you've been used to eating out on a regular basis and you've been used to using your credit cards for this and that that's a real that's a real mm -hmm. psychological leap to say i'm going to do without mm -hmm. so that i can 
So there has to be like a really good motivation and hopefully the house is, especially, you know, if you're renting an apartment and you want to get into the housing market, I find then, you know, that's where there's a motivating factor then to make these changes. Yeah. All right. Well, ladies, we're done. We're done. That wraps up a, a five-part series on the psychology around real estate. And uh, Nikki, thank you so much for joining us again this morning. And Nikki, if somebody's looking for a good realtor, what's the best way to contact you? Uh, the best way to contact me is my cell, 289-771-1768, or my email, Nikki, N-I-K-K-I, read, R-E-I-D, at royalapage.ca. And Carol Ann, thank you for joining me again. And what's the best way that people can contact you for mortgage financing questions? Uh, yes, my cell phone, 289-251-2948. And I'd also like to thank SMM Law for sponsoring Reality Realty and partnering with us to bring you local real estate information. If you have any questions or comments about today's show or for any real estate questions, feel free to contact me by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage ProLiance Realty Brokerage. I'd, I'd like to thank uh, again Nikki and Carol Ann for joining me today. Great information, ladies. Um, had a lot of fun. Yeah. Time flies. Mm -hmm. And folks, we'll be back next Thursday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM, truly local radio. Until next week, folks. Brushes with Fame, Photo Tripping with Music Legends is a new book by Port Hope resident John Cosway. You'll enjoy a treasure trove of over 190 black and white photos snapped from 1959 to 1970, featuring mostly unpublished pictures of the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Johnny Cash, Janis Joplin, Stevie Wonder, Buddy Rich, Gordon Lightfoot, Ronnie Hawkins, and many more. The book also contains stories of John's encounters where there's rock and country folk jazz subjects. The book will be available soon. Keep listening to Northumberland 89.7 for more details. The following is a paid political advertisement. I'm Lori Carr, and I'm running for council in Ward 1, Port Hope. I've lived and worked in Port Hope for over 20 years. As co-owner of Cats Media and the Social Bar and Table, I've flourished in Port